The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. to another episode of Wookiee Radio. It is the Smugglers 3, Ken, Derek, and myself, Mike. How you guys doing? Mm-hmm. It's been a week. Yes, it has. Yes, it has. And the summer finally showed up in Northeast Ohio. You can take the 90 degrees days back. <laughs> yeah. I don't, We've had it for the last three days. I don't want it, but I kind of laugh at you guys when, when the media goes, Oh, they're having a heat wave up there tonight. I'm like, yeah, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Just, no, no, the heat wave is out west. I, don't, I didn't even realize they were calling it a heat wave here. It's like, no, this is actually just the way the summer's supposed to be every once in a while. But it's not supposed to be for very long. Yeah, well, without west, when Portland, they're going, oh, my God, it's a heat wave. We don't know what to do. I was like, okay, well, yeah, I get it. You are usually in the 70s, 90% of your time but during the summer, but come on. Yeah, but like 105, 110. Yeah. That is definitely a heat wave just about anywhere except for Death Valley. <laughs> According to what I saw in the weather reports, it uh, has to be high temperatures for three days in a row to be considered a heat wave. Ah, so we have a heat wave all the time down here <laughs> with our heat index. That's just normal for you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Anyway, uh, check out the homepage. I know I got to get it caught up. I'm working on it. Uh, I'll have some time this weekend. Uh, but on the right-hand side is our affiliates and partners, um, such as Bitty Boomers. Check them out. 15% off if you use the code WeBeGeeks, all one word. Uh, Heroes Villains, same thing. 15% off your first purchase if you use code WeBeGeeks, all one word. Um, and they've got some good stuff there. Uh, also, too, um, trying to think. Oh, our web stores, T Public and in uh, Dracity. Um, I still, I, I'm in the process. Um, they have a massive catalog of offerings, and I, I'm just going through it to try and like the one set of sweatshirts that I want to get that are or have available for 
listeners for all the shows. Uh, so you fellow smugglers or citizens to, to Weeby Geeks or field agents to Mighty Marvel Geeks, there's there's one sweatshirt that's in the, sh- in the store or in their catalog that's available that looks exactly the same way, be it pullover or zip up hoodie. So I'm looking for something like that. So, um, so yeah, it's coming. It's hopefully changes by the, (laughs) I'm hoping by, by the end of, end of June or end of July, (laughs) since we're almost at the end of June now. Oh, we are at the end of June. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so other than that, let's get right into you see the um since we're talking about what's on the homepage with Biddy Boomers, you see what the newest Biddy Boomer is? Yes. The Stitch. Stitch it's not looks Star Wars. Amazing. Stitch is cute. See, I can see I can see Stitch fitting into the Star Wars universe. Oh, most definitely. And they have multiple Grogu's now. Yeah. I wanna get Yeah. I wanna get for Zoe uh the Grogu with um with the frog and eating the frog. Oh yeah. So you know, I just um, I was flipping through Facebook the other day, and they came across uh, an ad for Shop Disney, and they actually had the one of the Grogu Bitty Boomers on on the front page, and I was like, that must feel pretty, you know, for them. Be like, oh yeah, we, we make these little, we'll start this company, make these speakers, and then all of a sudden they're they're right on the Shop Disney site. Hey, I use mine depending on what show I'm working on. Uh, if I'm usually by myself in a booth or, or a room by myself, I use mine with my laptop all the time. Uh, I use Iron Man quite a bit. Um, so, yeah. I have one of the stormtroopers in Chewbacca at work when I'm at there. Unfortunately, when we had a fire at work, now they're battle damaged. They had the smoke, smoke, so the stormtrooper has... Um, it looks a little dark. It didn't damage him at all. It just had smoke stains. Really? So it's just metal. Wow. Get pictures hmm. of them and send them in. Not saying they're, cool. not saying they're gonna survive a fire. But yeah, the fire wasn't but in the room with these, but the they smoke did. Mm. Okay, they're not fireproof. <laughs> no. I like to I like to use mine when I'm in my room and I alternate between my stormtrooper, my Vader, and my Chewbacca. Yeah. See, I have both Vaders. I with the if you remember, Casey told us about the different eyes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I have I have both, and they're not open. I'm leaving those two sealed. Nice. But I do have two stormtroopers. Oh, got two Chewies because Zoe has a Chewie, and uh, we have the baby Yoda. But she has she has Olaf that she loves as well. Um, and then I've got some of the Marvel ones. I need to get the Carnage, and I need to get uh or not Carnage. I need to get the Venom, and I need to get the Venom Venom cap. I like some of the Marvel ones also. I might have to get some of those. I love my cap. I love my cap. I love Spidey. I mean, Thor is nice, but the wing, the helmet wings are just a little too much. But hey, <laughs> we're talking Star Wars on this show. And I got to say. We are? We are. Wait a minute. Is it, are you sure? Am I on the right show? I didn't play Mighty Marvel Geeks. and I didn't say Weeby Geeks. So. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm positive. Well, things come out of you. Okay. Now, wait. <laughs> One and you didn't you didn't call me Eric this time. Okay, one. If it was Weeby Geeks, Ken wouldn't be with us unless he was a guest. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have introduced him. <laughs> I've been on there before. I know you have, and we need to get the gang from Geek Watch One back on there. But um, 
to get the game from Geekwatch one together at some point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have not recorded a show together since March of last year. Wow. It's all been Skype, which I, I hate Skype, even though I totally do it with you guys all the time. I uh, hate Skype. I, I so much would rather be it live together. If if we were all in the same area, I would do it live. Yeah. But, but we have no choice. You say that, but could you handle being all of us together? <laughs> no comment. No comment. By choice. <laughs> Actually, no. Could I? I'm ho- I'm waiting for the day when the three of us do get together, or the five of us between the three shows get together down here at Disney, or at a or at a convention. It's good to have dreams. It is. <laughs> it is. Um. So, oh, I gotta say too, my Father's Day gift came in this week from Zoe and Melissa. Yeah. No. I got the Black Series Jackson. <laughs> yeah, I think I saw a picture of that, didn't I? I haven't posted a picture of it yet. Oh, then I saw it saw on I something think, else. I think you texted us a picture. I know I've I, seen I te- the figure. I texted, I texted y'all a picture of the um, where it is on Shop Disney saying it's been ordered. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. I, yeah. I will say for that, for this particular wave where it's the comics wave, the case, the packaging for this, for these... I would consider getting the other three just for the packaging. Mm. This thing's super nice. Uh, talks amongst yourselves. Let me get it real quick. It's right over here. Yeah, I know it looked really cool in the picture. Sure, if you like that sort of thing. So, <laughs> this is the package. Uh-huh. It almost, it, it looks almost like you could put it on a shelf, and it almost looks like a book. And I, and I love the cover because the cover is from uh, the one issue Kevin. Kevin Scott did of IDW's uh, Star Wars Adventures. And it has a Velcro tab holding it in place. And then here's the interior. Cool. My only complaint is the head. What's wrong with it? it? I just don't like the realistic look they gave it. Ah, well, you got to remember Black Series is they're trying to go for the realistic. They're not trying to get the cartoony or the comic look. Yeah, but I think they could have. If it was if it isn't three and three quarter, yeah, you'd go with the uh, more classic look. Unless it was the vintage collection, then they would still do it this way. The realistic. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I think they could have changed. They could have changed the head. Have, you have a Jackson action figure. I know. Be happy. Oh, believe me, I'm happy. It's, but I've been critical. Did you ever think you would see a Jackson action figure? No, no. Did I ever think I would ever see Jackson Cannon in this day and age? No, he is. I a just lot of people would like to see a Jackson Cannon. Oh, wait. <laughs> I, I'm i in the process of redoing my displays, and that's why he's still in the box. But he's going to come out. He's going he's gonna to breathe. But he's going to stand in front of the, the box. Box is going to be part of his display. I just got to get I gotta get some stands for my Black Series. So, And my hunt for the Mandalorian retro figures, I'm down to two. Cool. I'm down to Mando, and I'm down to a second Cara Dune. Because the one I have, which I still have an open shipping box that came in, uh, the one I have, I'm going to leave her on the card just because of everything. And then I want to get a second one to to have open for display. But I'm sitting on a grief and a quill that's carded that I will probably let go. Because at this point in time, I'm not going to keep keep the carded ones. Because the carded ones, everyone I've seen has been so mashed up coming out of the shipping boxes. Like, eh. But I think mine are in fairly decent shape. So uh, I will entertain trades for them. If you haven't found them, that's provided you're not seeing a whole bunch of them on your own. Because I'm, I'm seeing, I've seen a lot of 
a lot of grief at uh, at Disney, at Disney Springs. I've seen a lot uh, of the grief retro and the grief vintage card or vintage collection. Uh, Quill's been a little rare, but I know Quill is another one that I've still, I've seen more grief in Quill than I have the others. The one that shocked me that I, I saw when I picked up right away was the child. Did not expect to ever see the child. So, sorry, a little collector's corner. <laughs> New, new stuff in the collection. So I may be resorting to eBay for the last two, which I could get the man. I could get Mando for under 10 bucks. The second car is going to, unless I could find one complete loose, second car is going to be, cost me at least uh, another minimum 20, which I'm not looking forward to that part of it. But hey, if it's what I got to do, this is what I got to do. So y'all have, since we're still in collecting, y'all have anything new collector wise? Yeah, I got to think. I don't think so. Not recently. Not for Star Wars. Oh, I got my new wallet. We already talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, we will continue our update with collectibles as we get them from now on in the future. Uh, speaking on, of- I got to let the cat out. <laughs> Speaking now of- what the kids are calling these days. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to get into some collector stories now? Actually, are n- you going to go a different direction? Uh, I do have some collector stories, but I also want to announce um, prizes are still being put together for the great hyperspace chase, but we have our winners. Our winners are, I got to get my, uh, oh, come on. And they're not in any particular order. Bartman42 off Twitter and a rural farm boy off Twitter. Hey. So Anthony and Bart. That's interesting because if I remember, a rural farm boy from around here, isn't he? From my my neck of the woods? He's over in Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Uh, Bart's around your neck of the woods. Yeah, oh, I know that. (laughs) Um, Hey, I had no choice. I did not make any choices on this, so I didn't skew this in any direction no all i did is i put out you know show us pictures of this do you know what's the nickname for that what's zoe's phrase yada 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 you did it i gave you points you didn't do it you got no points but they will funny how that works yeah so (laughs) um may do may do it again around christmas going into the holidays maybe um but if y'all remember chris when when he was on the show from Rocky Mountain 3D Printing, um, he's got a special container that he's making for our winners. And inside will be um, some credits, 3D printed credits that I've had made. Uh, each one of them will get a red kyber crystal to see if they may have may have gotten the elusive black crystal. And I'm gonna I'm gonna flip flip my mind if I send these to them and one of these two or both of them are both the black crystals. Because <laughs> that will mean I will have I picked, may have to make some do some wheeling dealing with my buddy Bart here. That that would mean I would have potentially picked two. It's just not for myself. Um, and then I may be getting some some other things that I'm putting together. Uh, there may be one or two more items going in with it. I'm just waiting for them to arrive, such as possibly a signed book from Joe Caramagna, one of the Star Wars titles he worked on. Cool. So they're coming. Uh, just give me some time. It's just been crazy. <laughs> Crazy year this year with a lot of things, especially after spring break, as I was trying to wrap all this up. So just trying to get on track with all that. And uh, so, yeah. So congrats to Anthony and to Bart for winning the first ever great hyperspace chase. And I've also redone the logo. 
reason why I redid it is I'm looking at making a stencil to um, to lay on top of like the pouch, um, cloth pouches burlap pouches and spray paint the the logo onto it. Well, that's cool. Instead of trying to that way, and it, it's probably going to be it, it, the outline of the uh, the logo with the um, outline the letters. So trying to figure out how to turn it into a stencil completely. So, but I'm down. I'm down to a simpler form for it. I think I sent you guys well, also a picture simpler of that. form would be easier for um, anybody that's doing the. Um Screen printing also. Yeah. Or vinyl cutting. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. I think I sent you guys pictures with the logo. Yeah. So. Yeah. I thought I thought that was a great look. Melissa helped me with the uh, with the look of it. So so since we're still on collectibles, let's talk collectibles real quick. Um, Lego had their Lego Con, and they announced a few new things. Um, Gideon's Imperial Light Cruiser. This thing looks beautiful. Yeah, it looks really cool. The problem I have, if you look through it, is um, because it comes with minifigs, the scale is way off from what it, you yeah. know what I mean? So, I mean, I understand it's a toy for kids. This one's not one of the big collectible ones. No. But you open up, it has where you open up the top and you're actually inside of it for part of it, but it just throws it off. The cool thing, though, that is the bridge that we see on Mandalorian. And the bridge is a carry handle for the ship. Yeah. It is? Yeah, believe it or not. That's cool. Um, it is it is designed so you can carry it by the bridge. It's it's done as a handle because all the playset area is up in the front. Yeah. And the playset area in the front is the it's supposed to be the mini scale version of the bridge or mini fig sizing for the bridge. Wow, it's thirteen hundred pieces. Yeah. Yeah, it must be much bigger than it actually looks when you've got the scales beside it. Yeah. Or See, it's got a whole lot of little pieces. I would love to get the Finnick. Yeah, I don't think that that picture is the figures are actually in the same scale as the ship. No, they're not. But you you look in the one room or the yeah with the hatch up. Yeah, obviously you can't stand the figures up in this with that hatch closed. Right, it's there for playset use only. Uh, and hey, it comes with a Caradoon figure. Minifig. I have a car. I have a car doing minifig. Yeah. Comes and Mark Gideon with the um, dark saber. Yeah, which I think is the first time Gideon comes as a Lego minifig. Phoenix Shand as well. Mm-hmm. And we have a for the first time a dark trooper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we also get the Mandalorian with the spear. Yeah. Instead of his regular blasters, and have they made a Grogu minifig before? Yes, with the okay, Razor Crest. Yes. But you notice the the armor on this or the the look on this at this point in time, Mandalorian is practically all gray. This is still the brown yeah. and gray. It's the shinier armor plates, but it's should be more should be more gray than it is. Mm. It could just be a choice they made with the paint. Could be. Uh, the second one, second thing announced out of this um, is the armored transport, which includes a rotating turret. I would love to get this to go with uh, Zoe has the the Rebels Imperial Troop Transport. Yeah, I would love to get this to go with that. Mm-hmm. I had the two transports. This thing looks pretty cool. I like the, I like the little minifig of grief. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I love the I love the troopers. And anybody um, army building with true for uh, minifigs, you get two standard sword troopers with this one. Right, they're supposed to be the remnant troopers. Oh no, these aren't remnant troopers. No, anymore. these are just standard stormtroopers. But you also get the yeah. uh, the new elite artillery stormtrooper as well. Yeah, with a mortar launcher, which looks awesome. 
And then finally, the final one. We this one's ruffling a little couple of feathers here and there. We have <laughs> we have Boba Fett's starship. Yes, you heard me right. It is set number 75312. You look it up on Lego.com and they will tell you Boba Fett's starship. I read some of the other articles about this, the fact that everybody's flipping out that they're changing the name of um, of Boba Fett's ship. And, and you know what? I don't know if that's what they're actually doing, because this is the only place that is read that I this is called. So either. Yeah, I don't know. Supposedly, from what everyone is saying, the name of the ship change is coming as a directive from Disney. Yeah. As long as they don't actually put a different name on it and they just don't refer to it as Slave One. I could be okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, this isn't the first time it's happened. Yeah. Uh, they did it with um, a few others where they called it Starship. Um, well, didn't they change the um, Gre- Slave Leia figures and not call them Slave Leia anymore? No, they just did away with Slave Leia. Yeah. Um, Grievous's fighter, which has a name, they changed They changed it to Grievous's Starship. Um, they've done, I saw the meme. They've done it with a few others. Uh I don't know. With this, also, you got to think, this is one of the Lego sets that says right on it, ages nine plus. When you're going for kids, if you say Slave One, the kid may not know what it is. You say, hey, Boba Fett's starship, then, oh, they, they know what that is. Right. It's a plus, market, I think this is a marketing decision as much as anything. There are more important things in this world to worry about. This whole controversy is dumb. Yeah. I agree. We're Star Wars fans. We got nothing better to do. Dumb. What I want to know is, I can't tell. What is that carbonite figure? Gamorian. That's what I thought. Yeah, it's a Gamorian. Mm-hmm. So, and also, this comes with the same, the exact same Mando figure that we get for the with the other one. Right, but the new Boba Fett. Yeah. Whereas the the darker, mm-hmm. cleaner armor, which I love. I love that look. Yeah. So okay, so here's the question: Has the ship? Ever been mentioned as slave uh, as slave one on screen? I don't know. That's a good that question. That is a good Let me question ask you. because I know it's everyone has called it slave one ever since it, it was came out as a toy, and and it's been brought up. They're not changing the name of the of the slave one. It's just Lego calling it Boba Fett's ship on the packaging. And, and maybe that's what Disney's wanting is Disney's wanting for marketing for the toys, Boba Fett's starship. At, because as Ken said, not many, you know, kids nine and up don't know it's known as slave one. Well, in starwars.com under the data bank, it's still referred to as slave one there. Yeah. Also, this is, this is a Mandalorian set and I don't, believe it's been referred to as slave one on the mandalorian so i don't think it's ever been mentioned as slave one on screen i don't even think in the yeah, i don't think so either i'm trying to find it but every or everything that's popped up right now is this um is the controversy controversy mm-hmm. thing that everybody's flipping out about right now you yep. so stupid so let me keep flipping here I see, like, wait. ah, wait, it is referred to Lando at some point tells Chewbacca, honestly, we're lucky we got he got away. F- Fett's flying slave one. So, mm. I that, was that from um Rebels or something? Lando says it's a Chewbacca, uh, maybe Empire, or was that Empire? Must I don't remember man. that line being in there. Empire, 
I don't remember it being in there either. And see, and geek culture is saying, you know, they're one of the ones coming out saying this was the, the name is probably something that has not been announced publicly, but it has something that but it's just something Disney doesn't want to use anymore. Okay, so they don't use it for marketing to, you know, for, for future toys. They just call it the other to make it a little bit more family friendly, whatever. See, the thing is, I, my personal opinion on this is calling um, it Slave One is not referring to what has happened in the real world. No. It's been established through all reality and all time that there is slavery in the Star Wars universe. And Boba Fett, being a bounty hunter, would probably um, went and got people and brought them back to the people who had bought them. He worked right. for the Huts. So that's one of the things they do. Mm-hmm. Actually, actually, there is a name to uh, there is a backstory to behind the name. There was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sla- is that the next thing? Is they're going to try to say that there's no slavery in the Star Wars universe? Who knows? And they've always mm-hmm. said that it was wrong. Yeah, every time it's ever been mentioned, it's portrayed as being very, very wrong. The name supposedly it, it was Django who named it. Yeah, because it was his ship originally. Right, and he named. <sighs> trying to remember I, I saw something supposedly it was because he was symbolizing his freedom from something or somebody's freedom mm-hmm. so referencing it as slave one is why but i see nothing that says why the name what how it came the name came about and that's yeah either way though it, until we get some more information from disney or someone there's no knowing what this is anyway right <laughs> Like I said, I think the actual name being just Boba Fett Starship on the box is just a marketing thing so the kids understand what it is. Right. And that is, and what it is is I think the kids would know Slave 1. Marketing guys wouldn't have faith in that. Exactly. Right. And right now, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Yeah. With, now, I'm okay if doing with, it on screen, that's different. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I... Well, yeah, I mean, it'd be pretty stupid for somebody on on screen to say, oh, it's Boba Fett Starship. Well, what you could do, well, you could actually refer to it that like that easily, but you could um, say Slave One was destroyed and this is the new ship and it's the same style ship. There's been plenty of times in Star Wars where we've seen that someone's ship get destroyed and they find another one of that style ship and they rename it. Right. Yeah, we're still waiting for the return of the Razor Crest. You know it's going to happen. He's going to find another one. Now, another article I found from comicbook.com has the Lego Star Wars design director saying everybody is dropping the Slave One name. And, of course, then following up with the what's become the viral quote. It's probably not something which has been announced publicly, but it is something. It is just something that Disney doesn't want to use anymore. Hmm. Okay, if you're getting rid of it just for the sake of the word slave and, and what it, it's no. The, the sad thing is, or the scary thing is, that does sound that does track with Disney's track record. Yeah. And if so, that goes all the way back to Song of the South when all of a sudden that was never going to be released on video after the one time. Now, the, the next paragraph after this says, while the name change has yet to be confirmed or addressed by Disney, some have begun to speculate it could be in preparation for the Book of Fett. Uh, there's a chance that the name change on, Bo- on Boba Fett-related merchandise could be to remove an association to the more common connotation of the word slave, particularly when tied to the history of African Americans being enslaved in the United States. Okay. How about all the other slaves throughout the world? 
Do do we? Well, I don't know. I, I think we're gonna we're not gonna step in that. I don't want. Right I'm not going down that rabbit hole because. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want. I don't want to. I don't, wanna, actually, I don't want to finish this paragraph because it will do that. But if this is if this is potentially the direction they're going, then you can't you can't look at it as they're doing it because of a American issue. You have to do it as a U.S. as a international issue. Yeah. Well, what they could do, because they may never mention the name on the ship or on the show. Think, remember the Razor Crest? We call it that because that's what it's been introduced as. But it did. That was not the name of the ship. They never said the name of the ship in the entire run so far. It was a yeah. Razor Crest class ship. Right. It's like Luke's X-wing was just an X-wing. We we know it's Red Five and all that now, but. It was just an X-wing. Actually, the, the Razor Crest was a Razor Crest. But his X-wing wasn't Red Five. He was Red Five. Yes. Well, that's but it's right. being is referred to in other places, and in canon as Red Five. Yeah. Because you got to remember when uh, when it showed up mysteriously and miraculously in um, the um, Rise, Rise of Skywalker, of it was Red Five. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even I don't even think like the X-wing actually has a name. I, there's very few fighter play fighters that actually have their own name. The pilot right. may call it something, but it doesn't have an actual name designation. Mm. Supposedly, one of Poe's X-wings has a has a specific name, but it was listed as Poe's Poe Dameron's starship by Lego. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. List- so what if it's not a? What if it's not a actually a ruling by Disney? What if it was a Lego decision? If it was, I'm saying it's straight up just it was a marketing thing. Right. But I couldn't see, Le- I don't know, maybe I could see Lego doing that on their own. I don't know. Well, no, yeah, but not even doing it on their own. Just saying, you know, to Lucas, show him, hey, we kind of don't feel comfortable, you know, calling a kid's toy a slave one. You never know. That's the thing. Right. They've put it out Remember, as Slave One before, because like, this they, is not the first time they've made this ship. I, it was put out as Slave One know, just recently. I know, but what I'm saying is, don't know the facts behind what, how the decision was made. So, yeah, this is all speculation on all this because there's no official word yeah. from either source. Right. Right. I mean, some of the designers are saying stuff like this, but that's not officially from. Um, Lego. It's not officially from Disney or Lucasfilm. Right. And the question is going to be, will we ever hear from Disney? Probably, no, probably not. Not until we see the next reference book come out and it has the name of the, the ship changed. Well, also remember, um, like I said, I saw a, mi- a couple minutes ago, I looked up in um, StarWars.com the official Star Wars website from Lucasfilm still refers to it as Slave One. Yeah. That's not Wikipedia. That's StarWars.com itself. Yep. So it's. I think this is a lot bigger or a lot bigger splash than what actually happened. Yeah. Right. Agreed. Oh, yeah. But I think it's it's, blown way out of proportion. But I think it's something that we need to keep an eye on. And with us having gotten more into collectibles because of pop insider and toy insider uh this is definitely for sure that we're gonna have to now we have made ourselves more aware of this type of stuff to to see what they do so um so bounty lost which uh the episode gallery so we, we see omega has awakened on bane ship 
bounty hunter soon comes check on her when we finally get his name or revealing his name to her when omega threatens that he'll be sorry for taking her uh bane just replies back no one's coming for you little lady uh in the cockpit bane contacts the Comonians. He demands a premium for delivering Omega alive and is on the way to the rendezvous. Um, yeah, so we get true on full confirmation that, of who it is that's looking for her. Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prime Minister Sue orders Tan Wee to go make the pickup and commands that after they retrieve Omega's genetic material, uh, Nala C is to terminate the girl. That's kind of cool. We get a cameo from Tan Wei. Yeah. Remember, she's from directly from episode two. Right. Uh, now, Toto, Bane's droid, attempts to repair his leg near Omega's cell. And, of course, Omega offers to help. But initially, the, the droid declines. Uh, aboard the Marauder, Echo deduces that Cad Bane is the bounty hunter who took Omega. When Wrecker wonders why Omega became such a target, Tech reveals... He has learned more about her. She she has pure first-generation DNA, meaning Omega is an unaltered clone of Jango Fett, just like Boba. Yeah, that's interesting, because that really would make her a full 100% sister to Boba Fett. Correct. Yeah. Where the clones are variations on that copy, but she is a completely 100% sister. So she... So, like she called Rex a Gen 1, she would be a Gen 0? I guess, yeah. Actually, she would be almost, she'd be a twin sister to Boba. If it's the exact same material. Yeah. Yeah. So Boba Fett has a twin. My thought was, I wonder where she is later in the series. I wonder how far she makes it. Yeah. If she's, well, some rumors have been going around that she may appear in uh, Book of Fett. Mm. That would be interesting if they're set, if they're obviously setting this up as she's a twin sister to Boba. And then I also wonder, does Boba know about her? I don't think he does at this I point. Don't, yeah, I don't she, think so either. Because at this point in time, she's still a, a little younger than where Boba is now. Mm. I don't know, because wait, towards the end of the Clone Wars, he was, what, about 12 or 13? So if anything, she's only like a year or so under, or maybe two. Because she's like 10, 12, yeah. right? He was like 12 or 13 at, um, when he was working with the bounty hunters. Yeah, uh, he was older yeah. than that. Because, it, well, you got to think, at the end of the Clone Wars, if he's like 12, at 20 years, he's 22, 23 when we get to the um, original trilogy. Yeah, he's older than that. Yeah, a little bit. Wouldn't be much, because then you add another seven or eight, he's in his third. Wow. He would yeah. only be in his 30s when we get to um, <laughs> Mandalorian. Mandalorian. And he's older than that. He can't be much older. Yeah. Because he's not more than 15, 16 at the most when we see him last in Clone Wars. I would, yeah, I would say he's about the same age as Ahsoka. So at 15, 16. So he's still, they're playing him much, looking much older than he actually um, should be. But then again, we don't know how, um, even unaltered, the life he's had, right. you know? Right. The life he's had and the fact that he's a clone, his body may be aging a little different, maybe aging more, or just how much time did he spend in the Sarlacc? That can't be good for the complexion. True. <laughs> True. Now, Toto continues to struggle with his leg, and Omega again asks to let him to for him to let her out to help. Because it's not like I can escape off the ship, which yeah, kind of makes I sense to him. Um, so finally, Toto, you know, Omega gets to work uh, after being let out, fixes Toto's leg quickly, uh, and then even discusses the treatment he's been receiving from Bane before he gets shut down by 
Omega. Yeah, she's learned she's learned a lot from um, the Bad Batch yeah. already. Yeah. Yeah. Now Omega looks for her calm while Bane is landing the ship and calls for his droid. When Toto does not reply, he heads Bane heads to the, towards the cell bay. Uh, Omega finds the device just as the bounty hunter arrives. Running from the ship into an old abandoned facility on of some sort, Omega makes contact with the Bad Batch. Tech tells her they, they need a relay of her position to determine where she is. Omega finds a panel and activates it, but from the mist, hears a voice. By hook or by crook, you're coming with me, says Bane. He quickly grabs the girl and cuffs her, destroying her comm device before taking Omega back to the rendezvous point. Uh, Toto soon reports that an unidentified ship is approaching and blaster fire is heard in the distance. Bane leads Omega slowly through the mist-filled corridors until they come upon a body. Um... Tan Weed lays motionless before them when Bane tells Omega that she cannot help the Kimonian. A figure emerges from the shadows. He's right. It's Fennec Shand raising a blaster. This is an interesting back and forth with Fennec Shand and, uh, and Cad Bane. Yes, very much so. It kind of makes you think about Fennec Shand's personality. Like she doesn't as ruthless as some other bounty hunters might, like Cad Bane and whatever. See, I, she's still new. Yeah, that, and I don't know if we've seen enough. Sure, because uh, we've only seen her going after this bounty, and the right. bounty here obviously is keep her alive, keep her safe. After, by the time you get to the end of this episode, you find out that's what her mission is. Right. So we don't know if she's given a kill bounty if she has any problem with that. I, I, who's to say? And she tells Omega that she's actually trying to help her. Yeah. Yeah. And see, she to me, she comes across as an assassin who has, in order to survive, she'll do she'll still do assassins, but she's also taking up bounties as well. Mm. Uh, the two bounty hunters discuss. Omega. Uh, Shan carries the payment and offers to trade it for the girl. Um, as Finnick considers her next move, Toto silently swoops in and grabs the case of credits. Of course, drops them all down out of the out of the case into the chasm below, which probably should have led to Toto getting shot. <laughs> Knowing Kane. Again. Way to go, man. Way to go. Yep. So, um, to continue on, Bane and Shad stalk each other through the mist, believing he's found his rival. Bane approaches only to find a charge. Uh, the explosive throws Bane violently into the wall, and he's knocked unconscious. As Omega walks through the darkened building, she soon realizes this is no normal factory. It's a, cl it's a defunct clone facility. She discovers tanks of unfinished experiments and specimens, causing her to gasp. Catching the glimpse of herself in the tank's reflection. She yeah. stares well, back also, with a sense of unease. Yeah, you, if you look at some of the um, what's in the tanks, I'm wondering if all the um, Kaminoans were all, um, some of them were cloned also. Because there are Kaminoans in these uh, tanks also. I was, yeah, probably. I went back and rewatched that sequence again to see if there may have been an Easter egg of one being a xenomorph. Yeah. Well, I thought I saw a Snoke once, once or twice in there, too. Ooh. Yeah, I thought so, too. Also, uh, do you think that uh, they had to leave that facility in a hurry? Why would they leave all those clones in the tanks like that? I think those were failed experiments. 
why would lie yeah why leave the facility there with, with evidence behind mm. so that we can have an episode about this later <laughs> oh wait <laughs> <laughs> indeed now finally omega finds a console and activates the comm dish shan soon join her joins her and says you should thank me what the prime minister has planned for you is far worse than what i'm here for uh when omega says that asks what the prime minister wants from her shan says she already knows the answer of course indeed omega instinctively looks towards the failed experiments of the embryo tubes Fennec moves in closer saying she's trying to help when toto arrives uh shan makes quick work of the droid but omega refuses to surrender and uses the console to explode a fractured tank fluid and a lifeless body fall onto shan and omega r- runs but bane is waiting as he moves to get the girl shan once again stops him while the two battle omega finds a ladder to the lower platforms um toto soon finds her however uh you're coming with me he says as omega tries to fight him off she finally jumps onto the flying droid Mm. and they fall (laughs) to the platform as toto struggles to right himself omega finds a transport uh to escape in uh meanwhile the bounty hunters continue their fight that was actually a pretty good duel yeah. back and forth between two of them. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. Toto catches up to Omega as she's blasting off, uh, blowing the droid back, but not before he rips apart the fa- part of the facade of the pod. Um, Toto contacts Bane, who orders his servant to their ship. Omega's pods swords upwards but soon malfunctions thanks to the damage uh the crap begins to plummet downward but not before a light appears in the distance omega hears the engine of a ship braces herself before a pod comes to a stop and its hatch opens and i i think it's funny looking at this one picture these the these cloning facilities i mean i know they're supposed to be they're attached to a ground somewhere but they almost look like it almost looks a little bit like cloud city i thought it was when we first saw it I know. These I was might, like, ooh. Yeah, they may not be floating, or uh, they may be fully floating. They may not be attached to the ground at all. Because we know Kaminoans know how to make floating facilities and floating, because on um, Kamino, there's no land. Well, there's land, but there was something that happened that caused the planet to, to flood and stay flooded. Yeah. So. Well, we know they can do that. So why wouldn't they have a water floating cities? Now they have cities floating in the air. Yeah. Sure. Um, Omega, you in there, record calls from above. Good to have you back, kid. Meanwhile, back on the Marauder, a tearful, a teary Omega asks Hunter why the Communions are after her. And all he says is, you're valuable to them. You are different. An injured Bane returns to his craft. Um, however, it will not fly. It appears to have been sabotaged by Shand as they watch Fennec's craft exit the planet. In her cockpit, Fennec contacts Nala C., um, now I'll see declines to renew her contract at the moment, but until Shan that as long as Omega is not in the hands of Lama Sue, she is safe. Omega joins the hunter in or joins Hunter in the Marauders cockpit troubled by the day's events. And he goes, uh, Omega, you don't have to worry. You're never going back to Camino. I promise. Which means they're going to end up back on Camino. Promise. <laughs> so, 
Uh, trivia. Came, Cad Bane flies a new ship in this episode, which I actually like the look of this ship. Uh, yeah. It is called the Justifier, replacing his old craft, Xanadu Blood. Um, <laughs> the Justifier was designed by Russell Chong during the, the original run of Star Wars The Clone Wars and was meant to show up in a story arc featuring Cad Bane teaming up with a young Boba Fett before the series cl- uh, conclusion. Mm. Um, Omega is said to be made of pure first generation DNA. Um, the only other, as we talked about, is Boba. Um, so again, this could be one of those where they're saying, you know, with Finnick possibly now be taking on a role of a protector as well. Well, maybe she does start to partner with the Bad Batch or or help be that guardian angel to the Bad Batch and Omega. And uh, to me, wouldn't it be funny if the Bad Batch and Omega show up in the Book of Fett working with Boba? That would be interesting. I could see her possibly. I don't think the Bad Batch does. Yeah, I don't think so. Okay. For one thing, that would be a logistical nightmare. I mean, I know they got Tim Morrison already on the payroll, but yeah. <laughs> but the, to me, the Bad Batch look different enough. They don't look like the other clones. There's enough of a difference, so they could do other actors for them. And they could try, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I don't know if it would, I don't think it would work too well. So, so yeah. What are y'all's takes on the Bad Batch or this particular episode? <laughs> Well, one thing one thing I wanted to say was I really like how they how they handle Omega. Um, she she's pretty smart, and she's not like the the typical annoying little kid that gets in all kinds of trouble and stuff. Yeah, it's like we said before. It's almost they. It seems like they learned their lesson with Ahsoka when they first introduced her. Yeah. Because remember how long did was Floney telling us? Hang on, you're gonna. She'll be cool. Hang on, she'll be cool. <laughs> And then eventually, yeah, he was right. But mm. this time they decided, you know what? Let's not start her annoying. Let's start her in the cool area. Yeah. But yeah, this is this is a pretty cool episode. It was interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's that, you know, I'm, I'm for one, I'm just happy to see Cad Bane again. Yeah. 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 I, I agree. I agree. So uh, I guess to continue on. High Republic uh, just released uh, the Rising Storm from uh, from Kevin Scott, who is also still writing the High Republic comics. But it was also announced at the same time when the book was released. There are some more books coming out um, with the next one being Star Wars, the High Republic out of the shadows arriving July 27th. And we get a Nihil on the cover for the f- one of the first times. But also, too, uh, also that came out is Star Wars High Republic Race to Crash Point Tower by Daniel Jose Older. So, uh, but with Out of the Shadows, uh, we're also going to get Tempest Runner from Kevin Scott later this summer as well. Cool. So, yeah. And apparently there are... <laughs> There are some High Republic T-shirts available on Shop Disney. Awesome! So, um, so yeah, it is cool, cool to finally get the next section through because um, everything came out so fast that it's like you got a bunch of High Republic in the first like two months, and now all of a sudden there's been nothing for a couple of months. Yeah. Other than the comic, I mean, the comics have been cool, but now the second wave, I'm assuming we're still in uh, phase one. Oh yeah. yeah, this I think is going to be. They're probably going to draw this out similar to where they did with um, 
He was on Vong back in the day. Gotcha. I'm thinking you're talking the way they're setting this up. You're talking at least it's not obviously not being done the same way because uh, that was all in one series of books. Right. But that was like 21 mm. books to get through that story. Right. I think mm. we're going to have at least that, but it's going to be spread across all of this. Yeah. Well, here's some disappointing news. Star Wars Detours co-creator says Lucasfilm has no interest in releasing the series. <laughs> uh, co-creator Seth Green has disappointed, has the disappointing update that there isn't enough interest in releasing the series at this point. And at this point, it seems unlikely to happen. So only thing that's ever been released are the teases that were screened during the panel at Celebration, Celebration 6 back in 2012, which is where I met Todd and Jen for the first time. Yeah. And we've had them on the that show. Is disappointing. Yeah. And, you know, I became good friends with Todd because of it, uh, of celebration. And, you know, sucks that this is happening. So, um, I don't know. That also could be just they're not telling him. Well, Green is also noting, too, that the series would also be dated by now and would need an overhaul before being unveiled. Yeah. Mm. But then again, look at droids and Ewoks. Those are dated. True. Very true. <laughs> but those were also released. So there was memory. Yeah. Um, in recent conversations uh, I've had with anybody who would be in a position to say so, it's not too soon. Uh, Rev Green revealed uh, at the time the series was made. Lucasfilm had no plans to develop, had no plans to develop new live action films in the series. Allowing to detours to serve as a, a comedic entry into the galaxy far, far away, which was fully em embraced by Lucas himself. Since the purchase, the studio has claimed they don't want to release the satire of the franchise when it may become some of the audience's first introduction to the series, resulting in confusion regarding the overall tone of the franchise. Okay, so do like everything else. Put a disclaimer. This is a parody or satire of the show. Right. Yeah. I mean, look at how many people watch Star Wars, the Star Wars Family Guy specials and thought that's what the franchise was about. That's it. That whole comment basically screams marketing guys. Yeah. Like we were saying earlier. Yeah. Yep. We don't want to. Okay. People are dumb. They can't figure out the difference between making fun of something and actually something that's actually part of it. We're not allowed to have humor. Mm hmm. Well, no, it's not that. It's that the rest of the. Star Wars just isn't funny. No, there's no comedy in Star Wars at all. <laughs> That's not fun. That's not funny. Um, so, yeah. Now, according to Green, while there are 39 episodes that were finished for broadcast, we finished them almost 10 years ago. So there would have had to have been, there would have to be a bit of reconfiguration, reconfiguring of the existing stuff to make it something Disney Plus will release as a Lucasfilm offering. And the way it's been explained to me is that there isn't enough interest high, high enough up to go through what it would take to put it out. And there isn't an interest in releasing this contact, this content on Lu Disney plus from Lucasfilm. Okay. But the fans want it. The fans have been wanting it. And I think right now the fans would have no problems with it coming out as it is. Yeah. yeah. I think if anything, we may see it, um, Next year for May the fourth. I don't think so. Because there's not well, there's not a lot of unreleased yeah, Star Wars yeah. right now that we know of. I don't think we're getting it. I don't think we'll, so either. We'll get the holiday special before we get this. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know about that one. We'll get the holiday special before we get this. Yeah. That's the way I feel right now. Um, yeah, I agree with you. He goes, uh, he added, I don't have an emotional position because I got to spend four straight years making something with George Lucas and my partner and I and all the people who got that got to work on it. The artists, the actors and the directors and animators, we all got to make something Star Wars with the guy who created it. And so I know over those four years, he was having fun. And that's all I care about. And I got a priceless experience with one of my truest heroes. And I got to see him laugh and enjoy all the things that he had created in a time before he agreed to sell them to somebody else. That right there should be our reason why we should be getting Star Wars detours on Disney+. Plus. Lucas didn't have a problem with it. Lucas was going to let it release. Yeah. Why not just go ahead and release it? Drop it under the vintage umbrella, the Star Wars vintage umbrella. That's your out. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So, yeah. I, I don't know where to go with detours now. I would love to see it, but I don't, I don't see it. I, don't, I just don't see it happening. Nope. So, um, Patty Jenkins has come out and said that, uh, Rogue Squadron is going to take the concept, uh, is, is going to embrace from the legends corner of the Star Wars saga and would take the concept into a new era to explore unexplored elements from the franchise. That's interesting. What, I wonder what they mean by a new era in this. Uh, from the first time the project was announced, Jenkins made it clear how much she wanted to take make the best fighter pilot movie of all time. Um, with it sounding as though the previous adventures featuring the squadron helped her establish the tone and setting as the adventure itself would pave a new path for itself. Um, she goes... I'm in love with all three projects on my plate right now. I'm definitely doing Rogue Squadron next. I'm excited to do Wonder Woman 3. And then uh, the Michael the Michael Stackpole books and video games and all the Rogue Squadron books, there's an incredible history that's really important to honor. And yet it must be brought to a new age because we all have a, a tell, we all have to tell a new story with it. And you're and so you're trying to blend the best of everything and make a great fighter pilot movie. So as far as I'm concerned, if we get a Rogue Squadron that does not have Luke Skywalker in it. Oh, I'm fine with that because it, he was not. Yeah, he was I only, am too. Yeah, any of the books or any of that stuff, none of that had Luke in it. No, it wasn't about him. He had already moved on, and it was about um, Wedge rebuilding the squadron. Was the beginning of it. That's exactly where I'm fine with this going. Let's make it like a Rogue One, a Star Wars, or Solo, a Star Wars story, but not have anything to do with. The Skywalker characters, maybe make the reference to another fran- Yeah, well, the pull from another franchise. I wouldn't be mind if they. Well, I would not mind if they did this the way the um the Star Trek built their spinoff series is originally like Deep Space Nine and Voyager, where one of the members of the crew in that was someone that was like a side character or one off character to start with for from one of the other shows. So you actually still had a a touchstone. Right. So have one of the rogue squadron, some of the members there be people that we've actually just heard of or someone that had a minor role in one of the movies. Why is just fine with that? I'm okay with yeah. that being wedge. That but- way you know who it is. Well, wedge, I think it would be almost too big in this and that you'd have to totally recast him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you could do that. I mean, the thing I, the thing that caught me though, is that she talks about um, having it in a new era. Does that mean time frame wise in Canon? No. Cause it, I don't think or she so. meaning new era being the current era of star Wars. No new era of how they have taken 
material from leg- from the Legends canon and bringing it into the new canon. Sort of like what they did with, with Solo. So this could also still be right after Return of the Jedi. Could be. Which is where the original Rogue Squadron picks up. He's... Um, if I remember right, the first book, um, Wedge is rebuilding the squadron after the Battle of the Second Death Star. Yeah, yeah. So why not have it take place right there? Yeah. And if it's got to change the stories and say Wedge is not a part of it at this point in time or he's off doing something else and there's a new rogue leader, then cool. That could be- Well, they didn't end the books too because at one point he moves up to Admiral. And um, is basically just commanding the squadron, but not actually flying with them. Then let's pick it up from there and do it that way. I need to read through those books again. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So um, any final thoughts, guys? Mm. Yeah, I don't have any at the moment, I don't think. No, me either. Well, then uh, I'm going to say thank you guys for being on. Uh, thank you, the smugglers, for, for listening with us. Um, and hanging out with us this week. Uh, again, congrats to Anthony and Bart on being winners of the first great hyperspace chase. Uh, it's not the last one we're doing. It's just trying to figure out when we'll do the next one and how to get it all together. Um, so, but as con- conventions are coming back, uh, we may have some stuff for small small chases at conventions. Who knows? Yeah. So, um, and on that note, only one thing left to be said. Give the evacuation code signal. All right, cut the chatter. Jet, I can hold it. Pull up! No, I'm all right. I have placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2. I am becoming more powerful than any Jedi has ever dreamed of.